The struggles of the people of Myanmar are happening in the shadow of the struggles of the people of Ukraine. With the eyes of the world on the war in Ukraine, little attention is paid to the atrocities carried out by the military junta in Myanmar against its people since the coup on the 1st of February 2021. The Assistance Association for Political Prisoners, Burma, estimates that 24,000 people, over 24,000 people, have been arrested since the coup and over 3,800 killed. And Al Jazeera English is today reporting another massacre in which 14 people were killed. The exiled foreign minister, sorry, the exiled minister of foreign affairs in the National Unity Government, Xin Ma Ong, gave a powerful address from an undisclosed location to a conference at the ANU in Canberra on Friday. Here's a little of what she said. We are not only fighting against the coup, we are fighting for a revolution. The people can win, but we need our friends to answer our call for freedom. The people are waiting for the world to answer. They are waiting. Zinma Ong spent over a decade in prison when she was jailed at the age of just 22 by the previous military regime. And in 2021, she was the recipient of the US State Department's International Women of Courage Award. The Foreign Minister of the National Unity Government of Myanmar, Zinma Ong, joins us now on Sunday Extra. Welcome, Zinma Ong. Hello. It was surprising to hear in your speech how much of Myanmar is not controlled by the Tatamador, as the military is known currently. Could you describe the current situation in Myanmar for us? Uh, yes, in terms of the military control, that they are not able to control uh, even you know, less than half of the country. Many of the our revolutionary forces... Uh, control on the ground, along with uh, our ethnic uh, uh, alliance, that so we are, um, you know, the the promoting our uh, local governance system uh, in our control area, providing a humanitarian assistance where um, the people are suffering a lot because of the uh, military um, uh, attack, especially um, especially aerial bombing and and firing the villages, and attacking the civilian spaces. So, but at the same time, people are very very resilient, and in, in order to bring uh, their freedom back uh, to their life, mm. this is what is happening uh, on the ground. Even though people are suffering a lot, uh, people are very very resilient and still. Uh, are supporting and and struggling, you know, not just only in 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 the our control area, but also even in the city. Mm. You can see that um, people are participating uh, that against uh, the rule military rules in their own way. For example, like silent strikes, flowers strikes. So like like that. So each and every city of the country. And that the residents are showing their willingness to oppose the military rule. Mm, so resistance is taking many forms. Uh, you spoke of a revolution of the people for a new Myanmar based on three core values, sovereignty, inclusion and federalism. I wonder if you could explain for us the importance of those latter two, inclusion and federalism, particularly with reference to the future of the Rohingya people. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, these core values are really important, and 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 that is what we have missed 
in order to build our nation. So it is really important because this time we need to learn from the past, not just only the revolution is not just only uh, for the regime change, it's also for the system change. So, so that is fine. If there is no system change, we will not be, you know, the system, if the system will not be guaranteed for the different uh, ethnicities and different identity. So that will be vicious cycle again and again. So that is fine. Inclusions, including uh, the Rohingya minorities and others minority also. So that kind of principle-based nation buildings are really, really important and crucial for this revolution. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with the Foreign Minister of Myanmar's National Unity Government, which sits in exile while the military junta rules uh, at least half, as we heard, of Myanmar. Um, Minister, you mentioned, I think, earlier that the armed resistance to the junta, is it divided along ethnic lines? Uh, actually, the Amra system is formally, yes, long ethnic lines, but not, uh, uh, you know, even after the military coup, it's not just the ethnic lines. It's mm. a kinds of the uh, broad base, not just only the identity-based revolution. It is the, the uh, ideology-based, especially that against uh the the any types of uh authoritarianism so it is really very clear that nobody is above the law no you know not even for example like the some but mommies majorities are uh, uh, formally like a very like a majority peoples and 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 you know influence in politics but this time it's not just only for the Burmese majority our revolution is include the the intention for the inclusiveness of the uh, ethnicities not not just only on ethnicity but also for the the any types of uh, of, of of beliefs and and identity so these revolution is beyond the identity based revolution it is really really based on the inclusions and and based on the sovereignty of the people mm. to in order to bring back um, their individuals and collective rights describing the oppression that the people in Myanmar are facing this week you said to the ANU conference the people know it and so should all those international leaders and organizations who care to look uh, and we heard your call to the international community earlier. What is and isn't currently being done by the international community and what's needed? Uh, yes, uh, for the international community, of course, international community still need to stick uh, and, and and put the pressure through the uh, military hunter, especially on the in order to cut the economic resources to the military. Um, the round of many round of sanctions are making by the US and EU and uh, it's it's it really makes difference but we still need uh, to do more because that the funds that enable the military to you know prosecute its war crimes are still getting through so that is why we still need to put that kind of the pressure we still need and on the other hand the diplomatic pressure especially that the international organizations, especially like a UN agency, are now trying to work with the uh, military hunter. 
So that kind of of, of engagements are should be you know uh, take care of the not legitimizing the military hunter. So they are trying to create to get uh, uh, trying to get their legitimacy through that kind of uh, engagements. So that is why our uh, request is that uh, do not waver in diplomatic exclusion of the military, especially in ASEAN and, and UN agency. So this is what we request uh, for the uh, the international community. In the face of images of the, the violence that's perpetrated by the Tatmadaw, it's easy to think of them as sort of all-powerful, but there are also reports about the morale of military personnel being down and the numbers of the Myanmar military being down. Could you give us your assessment of that situation? Yes, each and every day, the morale of the uh, the the Myanmar military is growing down because in because the, we uh, offer the uh, people embrace programs, the DFETA programs, let's say. So DFETs each and every day, mostly from the middle 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 line officers from the military, so joining with us. So even last month, the 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 high officials of the regiments uh, from the uh, Kiani states are joining uh, the revolutionary forces, so DFETA programs. So that kind of, of, of moral and, and, you know, the, the dis, um, moral are we are seeing uh, from the uh, military hunter. And at the same time, the um, revolutionary forces are gaining ground even though they are facing very difficult and, and situations, but um, the the moral of the 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 Burmese military soldiers are getting uh, low and low. So this is uh, this is uh, the what is happening in between uh, totally difference between the revolutionary forces and military hunter. At the same time, as I mentioned, huge numbers of people have been imprisoned by the junta since the coup, over 24,000. And you've got some real personal insight into the conditions that political prisoners will be facing, having been imprisoned yourself for more than a decade under the previous military regime. What sort of situation are the current political prisoners in Myanmar facing? Yes, comparing to my experience, this time is the worst the worst time for the political prisoners because the each and every political prisoner has the risk to be executed. Uh, so that is why we are very much concerned about um, their situation. We, especially tomorrow, there will be the one year uh, anniversary of the uh, our our uh, comrades like Gojimi and Ziador. They have been executed last years. But at the same time, many of the political prisoners uh, they they are they are forced to move to the other prisons, and then the the families are not able to assess to get uh, their information. Mm. And then again, let's uh, got information that they are dead. And so it's each and every day the the the, the situations of the political prisoners are very very uh, terrible, and we are very much concerned about that. Well, uh, it is indeed a, a deeply concerning situation, but the resistance of the Myanmar people is encouraging. Zinma Ong, Minister of Foreign Affairs for the National Unity Government of Myanmar, thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving time. 
Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.